Right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Soshing with Sundre. I'm just going to take a second to share the post. If you could, uh, whilst you're logging on and everybody's getting involved, if you could drop a comment and just say where you're from, where you're watching from, so that everybody knows you, you're there. And if you are inclined, give the video a share. Tag anyone else who might want to watch. Today should be a good one. I'm just going to give it a share over here on our phones, and then we'll get right into it. So just bear with for a few seconds. Here we go. Share. Share now. Share now. (laughs) There we go. I see it. Okay. I'm going to share it on my end. Share now. Posted. Right. Gonna bring it up here. Uh, okay, I'm all sorted. I'm almost done. Nice. So far, we've got six people with us by the looks of it. Oh wow, already. Yeah. Nice. Right. Today, everybody, we've got uh, Daniel Lasker with us. Daniel Lasker is a dynamic Zimbabwean-born actor. Most recent work includes The Telling Room, which is a fantasy feature film set for release in 2020 at some point. Uh, Last week, you might have uh, been with us where we had uh, Christy D. Landry, who was involved in the production side of it. Um, I would say she's a producer. Dan, is that right? Yes, uh, producer of The Telling Room. Yeah. Um, So uh, Dan is also involved in Ridley Scott's new sci-fi TV series called Raised by Wolves, which is also coming out here on HBO Max. Um, If you're from Bulawayo, you probably know Dan. He was head boy of uh, Petra High School. And uh, I know Dan, not so much Dan himself, but I know his mom from years and years and years ago. Since I was a little, little boy, she taught me horse riding. And uh, a a little secret, that you might find amusing is that uh, your mom was my first proper little schoolboy crush. <laughs> oh, wow, that is an interesting story. Yeah, yeah you, just tell us a bit more about that. Well, you know, it's one of those where, because she was like, um, I don't know, she must have been in her twenties when I was very small, you know. And she, was, she's watching this now, probably. She's gonna, she's gonna be. Oh my gosh, I could just Karen, Karen. Yeah, I just remember her being a beautiful human, like both, both inward and outward. And you know, as a as a little seven eight year old boy, I just thought the sun shined out of your mom's backside. I just thought she was great. So she, uh, really, she's lovely. So, Alison, if you are watching, there's my confession. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's great to see. There's quite a few people already watching. We've got, uh, from what I can see, we've got uh, Larema Ricks, who's your aunt, is she not? No, she's my cousin. I got confused. Um, Sophia, Savannah, Laura, Tracy, David, Ross Johnson, nice. Christine. Hey, there's a whole lot of people watching already, so that's great. Thank you guys for coming and joining us. It uh, means a lot. Uh, Christy Lee Landry already just. Uh, right. I love Allison. <laughs> she is amazing. I agree. Alison's amazing. I'm, I'm with you on that. So, Dan, yes. tell us first about the telling room. I'm, I think a lot of people will be interested we'll, we'll, to follow on from last week because we got 
uh, Christy Lee's perspective on how it is to be producing a, a film in, in the Zimbabwean environment and all the rest of it. Tell us about your, how you got involved with it and um, sort of what it's like getting involved in a, in a production in Zimbabwe and, and um, what it meant to you and how it went. Cool. Okay, so this is going to be um, it's a long story, but I'm going to make it uh, short for you. So I think it was very end of 2016. It was like December 2016. Um, uh, I received a message on Facebook um, from this man named Duncan, who I'd, I'd never met in my life, you know, uh, and he'd watched a video that I'd uploaded on YouTube um, doing a Joker impression of uh, Heath Ledger's Joker from The Dark Knight. So he, he saw that, uh, someone forwarded it to him. Uh, and basically at that time he was casting the telling room, you know, he was looking for the lead character to, to play, play the role of the magician. So he reached out to me, said that he saw the video and um, he, he enjoyed it and he'd like to chat about it. So um, yeah, it kind of pretty much everything fell into place after that. I met with Duncan and Chris Lee, read a scene from the, the script, a couple of scenes, um, and then it took a couple of weeks of waiting. Uh, Duncan is very, he's ha he has a flair for the dramatic and he, if you know him well, he likes to take the piss out of people. Like, so, so I think <laughs> when I was waiting to hear whether I got the part or not, um, he, it was about three, three or four weeks later after, after that initial meeting and I was back home in Bulawayo because I met, I'd met with them in Harare. I was in Harare doing business. Um, I sound funny saying that in Harare doing business. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I was, I was back at home and I get this phone call and, and Duncan's like, Hey, uh, Dan, so Chris Lee and I, we've been, uh, chatting a lot, you know, have been putting a lot of thoughts and who we're going to cast as the lead in the film. Cause you know, it's, it's an important decision. We, we can't, you know, choose the wrong guy because it could, it could, you know, end up causing problems for us, you know, later. and he was really milking this, you know, he was dragging on this long thing on the phone and I'm sitting there like, just tell me, do, do I have this part or not? And he's like, so, so Daniel, we've decided that you're going to be the character. And then I was so, like, it was like, I was waiting there and then I was like, Duncan, oh, but, um, but yeah, so it's been, that's where the journey started. But uh, on that, I mean, obviously, so the, the, that Joker monologue that you did was obviously part of your portfolio for auditions and stuff at the end of the day, is it? Well, it was my first, um, I think, it, it was me, my early days of dabbling with acting and trying to figure out what acting was as, as a craft and um, what it could be as a, as a potential career option. Um, but to be honest, I really, those were my early days and I didn't really know what I was doing. I just, I remember one day I was watching, um, I, when I was watching the, the Dark Knight, you know, for the, whatever, the seventh or twelfth, whatever time I, I'd watched it, I started repeating, uh, mimicking Heath Ledger's lines, you know, while he was on screen and he was, he was talking to you, why so serious and all And I just, I just started repeating because I was like, this is, this is, it's amazing, you know, I've never, uh, there's very, it's a very interesting energy on screen and you, it's not the kind of thing that you see, you know, often. Um, so it just, something about it just fascinated me. Um, and that was, that was my early days of, I think, just dabbling with, with, you know, performing and, and maybe you don't necessarily understand what exactly it is you're doing, but, but it was those early days of me just, I think, um, expressing myself as an actor and trying to, trying to learn more about it. Well, that, that piece, as I mentioned to you before, is the very first thing that I saw of your acting talent. 
And when I watched it, it must have been what three or four years ago at least. Four, yeah, this is, it was in 2016. So four years ago, I did that. that and when yeah. I watched it, I was so impressed. I was I can't even tell you how I was sparked by that little that that piece. And I, I definitely I knew then that this guy has definitely got what it takes, and he's going to be going places. Oh, so um, the other thing you've obviously seen the the new Joker movie. Uh, yes, of course. I think everyone has. And what do you think of the different uh, portrayals of the Joker between uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger? Oh I, well, I, I loved it. I mean, it's 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 a big responsibility to take on a part like that, especially because of all the actors that have done it, you know, before him, and especially you know with with Heath Ledger doing what he did. I think no matter who takes on that role um, uh, in the future as well, whenever it gets done, there's always going to be. Um, people talking about it and trying to compare, you know, the, the previous one with the next one. So it's it's hard, you know, when you have the entire world like out there, you know, and they're being so people are get, will get so opinionated and they'll get offended, you know, very easily if it, like they're like, oh, I didn't like what Joaquin did there. His Joker was was terrible, whatever, you know. And and um, and it's it's just I think each each performance is so different, you know, from the last one and. And um, I, I'm excited to see, you know, what he does. I hear they're going to be doing a second one potentially. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. It's a very interesting uh, character, and like you said, to compare the two would be unfair. Yeah, both, the storylines are completely different. The, the the intention of what the, I think the directors are trying to get across is completely different. But um, I. Uh, yeah, the the second one especially. If you if you go back to when the uh, the Heath Ledger one, when Joker is being beaten up by the by the Dark Knight. Yes. Yeah, by Batman. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when you are and when you watch the new Joker as well, the two messages in there are almost prophetic of what's happening in the world at the moment with uh, the rioting and the. Well, and I mean, and the, it's uh, it's a little bit spooky. I've been thinking about it quite a lot over the last uh, few days. Well, I um, mean. Really Reality and art often do imitate each other, you know. Oh, absolutely, and you know, it's uh, all, part of, all part of the same world. So, art is usually what's uh, utilized to be more honest than than people are willing to be. So, it's a very, very interesting concept. But anyway, we derailed away from the telling room. So we have. <laughs> so let's go back to that. Um, very proud that there's a, another Zim movie coming out, and um, tell us about your role in it and the character, and uh, and a bit about that. So the telling room, okay. Um, to try and sum it up without giving away any spoilers, um, basically it's so so it's it, it's a fantasy film, um, and it's it's set in a fictional uh, world, a fictional city called Stone Lake. And uh, my character is he's called the magician because, funny enough, he doesn't know what his actual name is, and a lot of the other people of the town don't know what his real name is. But he's he's very you know he's good with card tricks and stuff, and he's kind of like this magic sort of a guy. So everyone knows him as the magician. You know that's that's what he's referred to, and that's what he he calls himself. Yeah, I'm the magician, whatever. Um, and basically, uh, there's a series of murders that start happening in the town that he lives in, and it's to do with. Uh, a group like an extended family that he's a part of that is being targeted by the killer that's killing these people around the town and basically he has to try and figure out who this killer is why he's killing people that 
have special abilities like he does. And he's got to try and um, stop it. And also the killer frames him, you know, for being someone behind these killings. So he's kind of got to prove that he's innocent whilst getting to the bottom of these killings and stopping this killer from killing more people like him, basically. That's a very, very nutshell, terrible summary of what is an amazing, exciting story. If I, if I tried to explain it properly, it would take hours. So, mm. so yeah. Oh, cool. So I think it's going to be a great uh, a great story for everyone to, to, to watch and follow, and hopefully it'll get a lot of support locally and internationally. That's the um, hope. And hopefully it'll get a deal like uh, the cook-off on Netflix or something like that. I'm sure. I'm sure. We'll see. Let's see where things go. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so now tell us also a little bit about um, your the Raised by Wolves. Cool. Yes. What would you like to know about that? Same thing. What's your character? What is, what is it? What, how, does, how does this, um, what is the setting? I don't think any of us know anything about it, to be honest. So whatever you're you allowed to give and divulge, do it. But um, don't obviously put yourself... Well, uh, so, I mean, obviously, if, if anyone does want an in-depth idea of what it is, they can just, you know, go online right now and search Raised by Wolves Ridley Scott. But basically, mm -hmm. um, uh, it's, it's Ridley Scott's new sci-fi TV series for HBO. Um, mm -hmm. HBO, the same, it's the same studio that made Game of Thrones, Westworld, uh, many, many of... Uh, other amazing series um, and basically they've also just launched their new streaming service called HBO Max which is like Netflix or like you know Amazon Prime whatever but um, at the moment that's only available in the US I think next year it'll be available worldwide but basically it's it's one of their new shows uh, and it's it's being uh, Ridley Scott is, is kind of like the showrunner of, of the show you know it's 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 his child in a sense um and obviously you know he's like the one of the gods of sci-fi he mm. did the blade runner the martian gladiator or gladiator is not sci-fi but um but you get what i'm saying he's he's one of those the uh, alien movies one of those two yeah he's a guru he's a he's a visionary he's he's so to be able to work um with him uh in one of his shows i'm very excited about that that's amazing it's a wonderful opportunity and i'm, I'm also keen to get my Teeth stuck into that. I need something else I can binge watch at some stage. A trailer um, will be coming out soon, soon. So everyone's going to know about it very soon. Don't worry. I've heard rumors that it's uh, going to be something to rival on the scale of Game of Thrones. So I, I, I believe, I believe that could happen. So yeah. Don't, don't forget us, eh? <laughs> no, that, don't worry. There's no way that's going to happen. No, I know, I know, I know, definitely. So just again to shout out to a bunch of people that have joined. Um, We've got Nathan Conradi. Hey, Nathan, long time buddy. Hope all is well. Becky Moyo, Rashane. It was Rashane's birthday the other day, so happy birthday, Rashane. Happy birthday. Um, Princess Mercy, uh, thanks for tagging some others there. That's great. We really appreciate yeah. that. Jamie Boynton, I think, is in the States. I'm not sure. But, yeah, guys, um, if you have any comments or any uh, feedback or any sort of uh, information you want to know more from Dan and I or from well, from Dan more than me, uh, please drop your comments, ask questions. We'll take as many questions as as, uh, as come. And yeah, we'll be happy to to address whatever, whatever inquiries you have. So now I just want to talk to you, Dan, about sort of your, your journey into you're into, into choosing this career. What, what made you go in this direction? Um, 
there's no specific like so there's no specific one thing that's made me decide to do this but i i remember very early on in my life when i was somewhere between the age of seven and nine um the first time that i watched lord of the rings um and i, I mean i'd always loved movies like from the first movie i saw i've always just adored them but when i watched lord of the rings for the first time my mind just completely exploded in ways that I, I didn't know was possible. I, I literally was witnessing this world that felt so real and I was so passionate about. Um, and then I remember chatting to, to my dad afterwards and I, I was like saying, oh, this is amazing, like I wanna be an elf and, and all this. And then you know, he explained the concept of like, no, that, no that's actually, that's a movie, you know, uh, people, uh, they, they make that, uh, it's, it's a job, you know, that's what they do in the real world. And I was like, wait, so you're saying that I could one day do something like that. And just, just having that realization so early on in my life um, and, and just knowing, I think, I think what it was is that I, I, I found something. I just like woke up and was like, this is what I love. This is what I want to do. And because it was made so clear to me so early on, I think um, that's, that gave me the, the courage to take that first big step early on. That's awesome. Um, we've got Princess Mercy says, my son is an actor in the movie Cook-Off. Oh, um, amazing, amazing. So um, I celebrate your success and your son's success and the movie's success. It seems to be doing absolutely. well. Um, absolutely. Congratulations. And uh, I hope that this is the start of a long and prosperous career for him. Um, yeah, wishing him all the best. Yeah, for sure. A round of applause. Um, <laughs> Francis G says, Paul, your hair, there's one hair out of place. Please fix it. So there's more than one. Is he talking to me or to, to you? Yeah, to me. Apparently, I've got a hair out of place. Oh, uh, well, it is and locked up. Is, that's how I feel every time I watch PH. Maybe I should become a PS. I don't know what he is on about. Please speak in full sentences, Francis. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. PH. Yeah, I, I don't either. Sorry. Yeah. Addressed as a question, and let me uh, put it on the screen. So he says, addressed to Daniel, last week Paul was talking about who would play him in a movie on his life. He said he would like Tom Hardy to play him. <laughs> I think Zoe Deschanel would be a, do a better job. What do you think? <laughs> wow, that's 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 very interesting. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a picture of her right now, and I'm gonna, just gonna compare her to Paul to Paul's face. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. I could see that happening. Uh, like I, I could see a world where that works. I'm I'm open to the options. I'll well, just be happy to have I'll anyone. I'll make sure that if I get her number one day, Paul, I'm going to put her in contact with you. Don't yeah, worry. that's a wonderful. You see, thanks, Graham. Thanks for that. And thanks for like suggesting that. Big thing, small <laughs> beginning. That's amazing. Um, Princess Mercy says, "How can you audition for international movies?" Who, um, uh, your son who was in Kokov, right? That's who we're talking about. Okay, um, <clears throat> that is a very, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's no right or wrong answer to this again. Um, like, let me, let me just give my example, uh, talk about my situation with Race by Wolves. So, what, two and a half years ago, I was still, I was still in Bulaware, you know, just finishing my last year of high school. I knew, yes, I want to be an actor, but now where do I go? Because, there's a, the film industry is in America. 
it's in the UK, it's some of it's in Australia, you know, there's a big industry at the moment in South Africa. So it was, I was just like, where do I go? You know, what's the next step? And especially, you know, in Zimbabwe, there's no real, um, there's not a lot of, um, because, because there's not a lot of people who want to be filmmakers or, you know, it, it's, it's like, it's still a very foreign concept uh, to a lot of Zimbabweans. So there's no real, um, there's not a lot of guidance or there's no roadmap to how to get there. So I finished school and I decided, look, the best first step would be Cape Town. The industry has booming at the moment. You know, it's, it's, it's really kicking off. All the big shows are coming to film here. And there's also not as many actors here. You know, if you go to America, if I went to America, there's a, a million other Daniels, you know, uh, want, just wanting to like, they're like, oh, I, I'm an actor, please pick me. I, I, I can audition. And it's like, when there's all that hysteria going on from all those people, uh, why should someone give you the opportunity to be seen over that person, you know, because they don't know who you are, same as, so I knew that, look, if you really wanna, if, if you wanna make it, you have to be smart about this. Um, so I came to Cape Town um, and I got an agent. Basically, I, I, I looked around at the agents that were in Cape Town, decided the one that I wanted to go with, and I basically <clears throat> sent them an email. They asked me to send a couple of videos, you know, just showing them what I could do, some scenes and whatever, met with them, and they signed me. And then shortly after that, I started going to auditions. You know, they sent me for, for auditions. And not long after that, Raised by Wolves came to Cape Town and was like, listen, guys, we're going to be filming this show here for the next 10 years, um, season one, so we're going to be casting some of the actors locally obviously they'll bring like they brought in travis fimmel from australia and a couple of other actors from around the world but they also cast a lot of south african actors uh, because obviously when it's shooting when, when a film is shooting and whether it's shooting in south africa or europe or whatever normally they have to employ a certain number of actors that live in that in that country or region as well um but basically i came i came to south africa and i those auditions, those early auditions that you get, uh, your, your son, um, just make sure that he he goes in there with a lot of passion, a lot of energy, and and um, and he just gives it his all, and people will people will remember him for that, and it'll it'll once one one step leads to another, he'll get more and more auditions, but um, but that's something as well. If you, if you feel you want to reach out to me personally and message, I'm happy to uh, to give you a, a more detailed response. Tell me, uh, in in the series, is your are you with a, a Zim accent or an American accent? Um, well, I mean, of course, I can do an American accent very easily, just like that, because you know, when you're an actor in Cape Town or, or whenever across the world, you you have to be able to switch like that, you know. Because think about it: if if I'm one day going to audition for the lead character in a Disney movie or whatever, um, and if, if a lot of the movies uh, in the film industry, you know, the characters speak with American accents because the, the American, the film industry is primarily American, you know, that, that's where it started. So uh, if I was to audition for the lead role in an, in an American film, and right now I was to start reading the scene uh, to, to an American, they can instantly tell whether my accent's good or bad, you know, they can pick it up. And uh, if, if I, mess up the accent that's on me because i haven't prepared and practiced it enough and i don't want something like that to to ruin my opportunity oh that kid he's a good actor but he doesn't sound american you know we can't we can't employ him to be in an american film because he, he just doesn't sound american so <clears throat> so um 
<laughs> I, I <laughs> just take that hat off. So I do the, you know, you, I do um, practice my American different accents and whatever, but for Raised by Wolves, it was do a Greek accent. Wow. <laughs> but um, for like Raised by Wolves, uh, I actually don't know if I'm allowed to say what accent I have. Um, oh. But basically, it's 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 different. It's a, it's a new kind of accent because think about it. It's a sci-fi show. It's set in another planet and whatever in space. Um, so you know, it's not like they don't want it to be like, oh, that guy is definitely from Australia. You know, like yeah, cool. it's like you know, guys, this is a fantasy world sort of a thing. You want to? So we'll, so, we'll just say it's an, a unique accent. It's a unique accent. Yes. Cool. Then from Graham Simmons again, Daniel, in your ideal movie, would you play the villain or the hero? Cool. Well, I mean, I know what I'd do. What? Villains have way more fun. That, well, yeah, no, villains are fun. They're very fun <laughs> characters because because normally they don't they don't villains don't care about what other people think of them, you know, and and that's an, that's a fun character to play. It's 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 empowering, you know, um like you're getting to play a character who has their own set of rules and they abide by that regardless of what you think, you know? So that's why villains are a lot of fun to play. But um, I think it depends on the film, you know? Um, and it depends on the character, you know? Just like you can have a villain that is great to play, but you can also have a villain who's a potato, you know? You could have a hero who is awesome, and then there's heroes out there who are lame. They're just badly written. So it depends on the movie. <laughs> Agreed. Christy Lee reckons villain, so she's on my page with that. So, I wanted to ask you as well, what are some of the defining moments that have brought you to this point now where you are? Oh, that's a hard question as well. Defining moments that have brought me. Um, I think the, the biggest moment for me was the first, the biggest moment that I've had in my life, like eye-opening, was the first day I stepped on set of Raised by Wolves last year. Because... Um, it's it's a film set that you don't get bigger sets than this. You know, it's there's literally hundreds of crew members. The the sets that they built are gigantic. Like there's actors over there that I'm about to shoot a scene with, and I'm like, dude, you know, I've watched you in Vikings. You're one of my heroes. Oh my gosh, you know, it's like it was a very very crazy experience. So just stepping there and and that initial moment of realizing, oh god, this this universe that I've I've idolized and I've, I've loved, you know, I've always wanted to be a part of something like this. And now it's right in front of me. And that realization that it's not impossible because, you know, especially growing up in Zim, where you're so far away from that, you know, like literally films and stuff, that's the other side of the world. You know, you're never going to, the thought of you'll ever meet a famous actor or that, it doesn't cross your mind. So, so I stepped on set of Raised by Wolves and was instantly just, it, it was that moment of, I can do like that realization of how possible it is. And what I'm about to do right now in this moment um, is not any different from what that actor does over there. There's no special kind of source that this guy has that I don't know about. You know, it's like, it's like, it is possible. And when you're there and when you get, get an opportunity to experience, you just realize how possible it is. Mm. It's true. Right. We've got one from Luke Twomlow. If you could voice act in any video game franchise, what would it be? Who? Um, possibly, I'd love to to do a Warcraft character. You know, they've got like orcs and all those cool things with the the deep voices and all that. Like, just I love experimenting with characters that are really 
just out there and, and crazy. So any, I think any any video game that that just gives you a character, which gives you the license to do something strange, yeah. Nice. What would you say is your your driving force that keeps you motivated and keeps you pushing for for what you want and your goals? Um, always seeing that the end goal. I always from day one and and i'll always say this to people if anyone asks me you know for any shred of advice or whatever the one thing i'll say is just know from day one where you want to go what you want to accomplish because if you don't know where you're going you're, you're the captain of the sh ship that is your life and if you the person behind the wheel don't know where you're going and where you want to end up <laughs> then it's going to be chaos you like i mean so if if you want to get somewhere and you visualize it so clearly in your mind every day and it's like you've, you you know like a system it, it somehow manifests itself and just gets made clear to you that this is the way the path shows itself to you once you once you've set your goal the path will show itself to you and it's important that you continue to proactively take the necessary steps to get closer to that goal so with all of that in mind, for you particularly, what, what does success look like? What is, um, what is a successful outcome? Um, I want to work, work with some of the best, the people that I consider to be my, my biggest inspirations in the film industry. So like Ridley Scott is one of them, you know, and the fact that I, I've been able to work with them <laughs> at this stage, I'm still, I can't believe it and I'm honored. And, so thankful but you know there's so many great directors out of there Ta tarantino there's peter jackson who did lord of the rings there's you know i want to work with all those people just because i think the work that they've created it means so much to me and it fills me with so much joy so i think for me what i will get the most fulfillment um from in my life is that opportunity to work with people like that and create stuff that's that people genuinely enjoy Val Chikali being uh, ever supportive and uh, and kind as as always. Um, Graham Simmons, who is your most underrated actor or actress, and who is your most overrated? <laughs> cool. Um, it's funny because like it's a hard question to answer because there's a lot of I think there's a lot of underrated or underappreciated actors out there. One that's just come to mind, James McAvoy, for example. He is an unbelievable actor, um, but not as not as many people like like when you when you when I ask you what is your favorite actor, he he very frequently comes to you know people's heads straight away. But he's brilliant in everything he does. Um, but there, there's lots of others, but that's the one that comes straight to mind, James McAvoy. Yeah, and overrated. I don't want to say that because I think that that would be mean for whoever I say is overrated. But uh, I agree. It's it's an yeah. unnecessary to go there. I think um that's great then we've got uh, g hodges that's gareth hodges i went to junior school with him um he's another carmel boy would you like to uh live and work in la or is that overrated uk gold coast um whew. well i do think la is a bit overrated to be honest but um uh, to be honest it's wherever the work takes me really because it because I do want to work on a lot of big projects all over the world. So that means I'll have to travel, you know, a lot. And I'll, I mean, if a film is shooting in Thailand or New Zealand or America, you know, you have to constantly travel between different projects and whatever. So I think for me, like I, I, I envision the next 10 years of my life, maybe I just want to be working, you know, film, 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 
like just working on project projects because I've got this I've got this like creative hunger burning inside me that that I need to just continue you know feeding um, and then I think you know as years progress I'll start to and and as things happen I'll start to kind of gain a sense of where I want to end up in in the world but for now it's wherever the work takes me and um, yeah Christy V agrees with you hello <laughs> super overrated here here um Rishane is also saying how amazing daniel very talented focused and passionate you're a hero in bulawayism talking about that i wanted to ask you um as you can see there's a lot of support in the comments for what you're doing do you have you found that the community has been generally supportive of you and your progression or have you experienced a, a negative aspect of that as well um well i mean i think i've been very fortunate that i've I've, I've had a lot of support, you know, from everyone who um, who's seen my work and I mean everyone out there in life, you know, there'll always be people who who are negative and whether it's because they genuinely don't like what you're doing or just because they're jealous, uh, <laughs> we'll ne you'll never know. But um, it's that's why it's always more important to focus on the positivity of it and the people who are enjoying what you're doing and who are positively impacted by it. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think that's everyone everyone has been very supportive and I'm very thankful for that. But that also, I think it comes down to the individual when there's an artist out there, particularly new, new ones when they're starting up, um, the, whether or not they get support from people, I think comes down to what they're, they're like the precedent they're setting themselves, what their true intentions are. You know, if you, if all you care about is getting people to like you and, and becoming famous and, 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 and all that, then um, it's, to, to some people out there, it's kind of obvious, you know, but, but my, my, the, the way I see it is, you know, if, if someone is going to be successful, they have to want it for the right reasons. They have to want it because if you're going to be a good filmmaker, you know, and you want to be a successful filmmaker, you have to love films. You have to want to make good films. You can't just want to be famous and then decide, oh, I want to be really famous. And the way I'm going to be famous is by being a filmmaker, you know, there are people out there that do that, and I think those people are the ones that will end up either, you know, fizzling out early on or just getting depressed in the long run. So um, it's it, it comes down to the individual de de deciding what, like, you know, setting their purpose and their goal, and then everything else kind of follows that. Like Simon Sinek says, you have to know your why. Yes, you have to. You have to. Otherwise, you're just flying blindly. You're sailing blindly. Yeah. Cool. So we've got another one from Colin Frith. Sounds like Colin Firth. <laughs> yeah, very close. Colin uh, Frith. You look like you've like you starred in 13 Reasons Why. Would you like to do series? Have you? Um, yeah, well, th thank you. Uh, um, uh, well, Raised by Wolves is a TV series um, that's going to be on HBO. So I think, well, I mean, yeah, obviously I want to do TV series, films, just everything, really. I, I just want to keep keep creating. Um, uh, 13 Reasons Why is, is like, I'd say that's like a teen, it's like a, one of those teen genre, not, it's not really a rom-com because it's kind of dark, but, you know, it's a teen series as such, which, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind doing something in that genre, but um, it's, not my, it's not my first and foremost uh, passion, you know. I'm, I'm more into stuff like like um, whether it's sci-fi or thriller, fantasy, adventure, drama. I love dramas and I love the gritty real stuff. I definitely want to do a lot of those, you know. Um, 
so, but like the rom-com and the teen movie stuff, that is on my list one day, but it's, it's, it's at the back. It's like low, low on the priority list at the moment. Mm -hmm. how, how old are you, Dan? Uh, this is always a, a topic of discussion because I look, I look like I'm 12. I'm, I'm, I'm I, and I get confused myself sometimes because people ask how I'm like, I don't know how old I actually am to be honest, but, uh, according to, um, biology and the date that I was born, I am 21 years old. 21. Nice. Yeah. You've got such a big, uh, a big road ahead of you. It's going to be amazing. You've got all the time in the world as well. It's great. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Um, Valchikali is asking, do you know Daniela Springer? She's in a movie production in Cape Town. Uh, no, I don't. Daniela Springer. Uh, nice name, though, Springer. That's a cool name. Uh, but no, I don't know her, un unfortunately. Maybe I've met her somewhere, but there, there is a lot of people who work in the industry here. So. Um, yeah, Kuzili is saying that Zimbabweans are very supportive of the up-and-comings in the film industry. That's great. That's a fantastic mm -hmm. thing to hear. I think yeah. it's... Uh, very important to be supportive. I my motto is that uh, the, the most successful are those that facilitate the success of others. So yes. when you can lift people up, you will in, inevitably lift yourself as a result. So Great. supportive is always better than uh, the opposite. Mm. Luke Twomlow, what book series would you like to see adapted to a TV or film series that hasn't been up, uh, adapted yet? I straightway know the answer to this. I don't know if a lot of people out there have read this the, this book series. Um, well, obviously they have because it's a best bestseller. But um, in Zimbabwe, I think I only had one friend that had had read the book series. But it's called Ranger's Apprentice, um, and I kind of read that growing up. It's basically it's like another Lord of the Rings. You know, it's one of those epic fantasy medieval um, stories. But it's it's a really beautiful, fun adventure series, especially you know when you're growing up. Um, it was just one of the adventures I went on, and that hasn't been done yet. And I think it would make an excellent film series or a TV series. So, Ranger's Apprentice, yeah, amazing. Luke, you are killing it with the questions, mate. These are great yeah. questions. Uh, Graham as well, absolutely killing it with the questions. Yes, thanks, guys. Thank you. Um, Colin says thanks for the great answer. So that came on well. Um, talking of books. What are you currently reading? Ooh, at the moment, um, I'm actually reading this book called Homer's, two books, Homer's Odyssey, and uh, an audio book that I'm listening to is, is actually, it's, it's by Ben Shapiro. It's called uh, um, A Couple Steps on How to Destroy America. Uh, so it's just to do with like politics and all that stuff. Um, I love Ben Shapiro. He's, he's interesting, he's, he's fascinating. But um, I, yeah, I just, uh, I read a lot of books and I listen to a lot of books, so it's whatever whatever in interests me at the moment. I'll take it in and then on to the next. Yeah, I'm a I'm a book listener at the moment. I was uh, when I first arrived in the UK, I was working as a garden laborer, yeah, for a mm. landscaping business, and I was crushing like three books a week because I just listened to it while I was working all day. Yes, it's amazing audiobooks like yeah. to do that. Uh, Christy Lee Landry is saying, which book has most influenced your acting journey? Um, interesting. I'd say, I don't know. I think, well, I've only really read one, like, like book on acting as a such. Like, I mean, well, I've read lots of different sources and whatever, but the one book that I, like, instant, I, I I'm trying to see if it's nearby, it's somewhere here, but that I'd always come back to is called The Power of the Actor. 
uh, was written by um, Ivana Chubbuck. Uh, uh, she's an acting coach in LA, and it's even if you're not an actor, just just like it 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 has a lot of important lessons, like on how to be a, a powerful human being. Because if you think about it, uh, actors that you enjoy on screen, Denzel Washington or whoever maybe, just you know those real powerhouses um, that that you love. Um, they the reason you enjoy them is because they 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 in their own unique way they they leave an impression on you you know whether they're comment whether they're a comedian or whether they're intense or whatever whatever they're doing they're effective at it and they're powerful you know in their own rights um, so so the book kind of teaches you how to bring that that powerful energy to your characters but it's also something that you can apply to your everyday life. Hmm. Rashane is saying, our son Kai is enjoying all your books from when you were a young boy. Your mom thought we were a good home for them after you left for SA. We have a beautifully eclectic array of books on our bookshelf now, so thank you for that. It's a pleasure, pleasure. Enjoy them. <laughs> I, love, I love the way that Bulawayo knows each other. I know. It's great. It's great. Uh, G. Hodges has said, Daniel, what do you reckon of Paul's crazy life antics? Are you similar, i.e. Do you, do you do your own stunts or let the stunt double handle it? Ah, <laughs> uh, interesting. I have to say I have a lot of respect for, for the you, – you have some balls of steel, Paul. Like, I don't know if I'm ready to go bungee jumping and doing all that, that some of the crocodile wrestling and whatever. Um, that I mean, is, that I is, promise you, it's all, it's all, a, it's all a lie. It's all what? What's all a lie? Fear, fear is all a lie, or, or no, no. The, I, I'm um, a wolf. I'm not a brave guy. You're not a brave guy. No, no, no. I'm, I've been most of my life absolutely terrified. I see. But I did. <laughs> sudden, guys. <laughs> what was that? No, no. I just said we're getting we're getting deep all of a sudden. <laughs> but, but I was about to answer something. Now I've lost my train of thought. Sorry, I killed you there. No, don't worry. Uh, what was it? It was about, uh, stunts. Doing your own stunts. Stunt. Yes. Um, well, whew. okay. Since we were talking about uh, telling room, I think uh, Chris Lee can back me up here and saying that I obviously because you know we were in Zimbabwe and we were doing it very low budget and running gun, whatever. We you know can't really have stunt doubles. You know we don't really have the Hollywood luxury of just ah oh, yeah we can find someone who looks exactly like Daniel and uh, he's fit and whatever get him on set and they'll do. You know it's it's hard to organize that. So there were a lot of scenes where I genuinely got my ass kicked, uh, slammed into walls and and stuff. But it was it was fun and uh, it was worth it. And on Raised by Wolves. Oh no! I can't. I was about to. Okay, I was about to give a spoiler there. No, but I, I do some cool stunts on Raised by Wolves. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> nice. Great. Well, we're coming up to uh, 45 minutes already. Wow. Um, yeah, I want to give a quick shout out again to everybody. Say thank you so much for coming and joining us. Obviously, mm. um, without uh, you guys watching, this would only be half as effective. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dan and I would still have a great conversation, but uh, and uh, I would still do it. But um, yeah, thank you for coming and supporting and uh, seeing what this is all about. If you've enjoyed what uh, what you've seen, please tag people, share the video. Every single Wednesday, I do this with a different guest. Sometimes I bring back guests. Sometimes it's a solo mission, just depending on what the situation is. Um, if you know anyone that would be an interesting guest. Please get, tell them to get in touch with me, inbox me, drop me a comment. If you think you'd be an interesting guest or you've got an interesting topic you'd like to talk about, let's talk about it. Let's explore different perspectives. 
Let's try and open our minds to different viewpoints on things. Um, yeah, I, I'm happy to talk about pretty much anything. Um, I'm still looking for someone that wants to breach the con conservation topic with me because I have some interesting uh, ideas, thoughts, and uh, um, paradoxical viewpoints on it that I don't necessarily believe, but I, uh, I would like to discuss with somebody in that field. So please get in touch. I would, I'm really, really happy to, to, to chat to anybody. If you want to drop some more questions, we'll give you a few minutes for that. Um, but otherwise, if there's no more questions coming up, we will try and wrap it up and keep it a brief, sweet, and to the point. I don't know. Is there anything now else that you would like to add, Dan? Is there anything um, in the back of your mind that you want to to bring to the attention of everybody here? That I want to bring to the attention. Um... No, really. Hey, I'm just. If there's any other questions, I'm happy to happy to answer. But that was a great discussion. Yeah, I've got one last big question for you. Yes, shoot, go for it. What is the message that you want to leave in this world? What is the sort of legacy message and um, impact that you want to have on on the world? Interesting. Um, so. I'll attempt to articulate this accurately, but given that it's just an impromptu answer right now, I'll describe it as best as I can. But if I could inspire even just a few people to to really to really look in look within themselves and and find their true passion, their true their true love, and and discover what they want to do in this life, you know what they're what their telos is. That's an interesting word. If no one knows what a t your telos is, go and Google that right now. T-E-L-O-S. Um, but basically, I believe that people need, I, I, I think I think a lot of people will be happier if they, if they figure out what that is early on in their lives. And I really love for people to, to not experience life and, and, and spend their time doing what they really truly want to do you know too many people live and die without getting to experience what they truly love and want to do so i'd love to motivate more people to do that wonderful so telos is telos is the root of the modern term teleology the study of purpose purposiveness or of objects with a view to their aims purposes or intentions teleology is central in aristotle's work in biology and his theory of causes so there, I did the work for you guys. You didn't have <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 funny, but not not enough people, you know, know what that kind of thing is. And I think I think the more people are aware of that kind of stuff, um, and the more that they take it seriously and are honest with themselves about it, um, it it can make a lot of people happier. So we've got two um, we've got two people in the know here asking a, a very vital question. Both Christy Lee and Fiona Ricks. What about your film? What about your own movie? Tell us about your film. My own film. So, I mean, I want to be sparing on the details that I give because it's it's still it's still early stages. You know, we've um, like the t you'll see the telling room before you see my film um, because uh, ba basically we we the film's almost done. It's almost you know ed editing everything's done. We're still finishing some stuff, working on the sound and whatever for it. But basically, we're then gonna over the next several months, be sending it to festivals and then be meeting with potential distributors and stuff. And it'll probably be sometime 
next year, early in the first half of next year that people will see it. But basically it's my first um, uh, full length movie that I've directed myself. Yeah. Wonderful. Great. Well, I think that's it from us. And uh, I think that's where we're going to wrap up. So everybody, don't forget to keep your eye open for the telling room. Don't forget to keep on looking out for Raised by Wolves. That's going to be amazing. Yes. Some yes. amazing stuff coming out of Zim at the moment. Um, if you haven't watched The Cook-Off yet, do Go it. It's it. on Netflix. Go watch um, it. Yeah, support, uh, support local, guys. And, um, yeah, Dan? Uh, let's just see the another comment. It's going to be awesome. Huge amount of work. Yeah. Um, Dan, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here today. And uh, it's been great chatting with you. Last time thank I saw you, you were literally a toddler. So oh, great to see you uh, all growing up. Time moves, dude. It never stops. Yeah. And uh, perhaps we'll have you on again as things progress and we get an update and see how your growth goes. Absolutely, dude. Thank you. I look forward to it. And thank you, everyone, for watching. Great. So that's us signing off. Thank you, everybody, and uh, have a great night. <laughs>